Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the prep and activity writer and guru at mshsl.org. This, as I called it, said it last week, and I think John appreciated it, this is his spoken word artistry. Uh, you can find his writing. You can find his writing at John's Journal at mshsl.org. Here you get to hear him in the in the flesh. You get to hear him as a real human being talking uh, with myself and our producer, Brandon Morton. We want to thank our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, and Jody Stay, who runs that fine operation. Also, propane.com and All Energy Solar. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, and it is October 26, 2023. We're in the heart of, of fall sports, maybe any, heading toward the end of some fall sports. Uh, but let's start with the uh, big picture stuff. Go for some Yeah, Vikings. Jim, how great was, was last weekend? Um, it it was, yeah, I don't know. Anybody saw either one of those outcomes coming with the Gophers and the Vikings? I picked the Vikings to beat the 49ers. That's I'm true. on the record on this network. You <laughs> and you've covered the NFL for a long time. I mean, how did you know? What was your what was your inkling? What was your uh Well, I first of all, nobody actually knows. We just we it picks are just yeah. guesses. Uh so I didn't know. Uh I wouldn't have bet five dollars on <laughs> it. I just had a weird yeah. feeling. I really and you know, just because if you when you focus on just your local team, you know, it's hard to appreciate how many upsets that are, are around the league every week. And I thought playing at home on a Monday night. Kind of a not mathematically a must win, but they felt like they really needed to win this one to get themselves back yeah. on track. Uh, key injuries for the 49ers, a young quarterback going up against Brian Flores, a defense playing better. I just thought they were going to have a fighting chance. I didn't know, actually, I didn't know they were going to win. I, I said the same thing about both football teams last week on podcasts. I said, both teams should have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Who knows what happens? And that it was like a throwback to last year for the Vikings, those were the games they won a year ago. And they weren't yes, doing that. Exactly. Maybe this will turn everything around for them. And then the biz, the business yeah. down in Iowa City, that was the nuttiest thing ever. One of you know, that one of the crazy. worst played football games in history, but, but it was <laughs> awful. It really was awful to work. Watch. I do give the gophers you know, it's not I think I hated the last call on the punt return. I hate when little, you know, nebulous yeah. rules end up getting in the way of great athletic right. performances, no matter who who it applies to. But I do give the gophers yeah. credit. They, they they've been had the Northwestern loss was terrible. The mission game was terrible for completely yeah. different reasons for them to go down and put themselves in a position where they could win that game. I, I give them right. credit. And we that. all know if the exact same call had been made, but the teams were reversed, everybody here would be yep. screaming bloody murder and everybody in Iowa would say, Hey, yes. that's the rule. So that's the thing exactly. about football. Yeah. I, you know, the Florida, the whole Iowa, Minnesota thing, I, I grew up in Iowa and years ago when Floyd was here, uh, we were at a bath. I think we were at a basketball game at the U and they had Floyd available in a, in a room down the hall. You could go have your picture taken with Floyd. So we've got this photo of my wife and I with Floyd of Rosedale. As soon as that game in Iowa city ended, I posted that photo on Facebook and my mother, my 90 year old mother, who's lived in Iowa her whole life public publicly on Facebook called me a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so that's what kind of rivalry this is. But as I like to tell people in Minnesota, I lived in Iowa until I was 26 years old, but nobody told me I was free to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I, I do have to say on this network, we try not to name drop, and here you are dropping Floyd's yeah. name like your best friend. Call me and Floyd. We go way back. Yeah. I'm a yeah. big bacon yeah. guy. <laughs> it wouldn't, hey, it, it was a fun yeah, weekend. Really um, 
And now we'll steer, steer toward more of the high school world, and let's talk about Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, big announcement from the Minnesota State High School League this week. The 2024 Hall of Fame class was announced. They'll be inducted in the spring. This is 12 individuals, a really stellar group. I think I know pretty much all of them personally. The most recognizable name, I'm sure, is Lindsey Whalen, you know, the Hutchinson star yes. who's, who rose to the basketball heights and uh, some of the other athletes will be uh, Chris Winkie, Creighton Durham Hall quarterback, played in the NFL. Uh, Trevor Laws, wrestler, a football player at Apple Valley who played in the NFL. And there are other categories or officials, administrators, coaches, contributors. There's some great, uh, great people going in in those categories. Uh, one of my, well, my, I like Lindsay a lot. I know Lindsay. Everybody likes Lindsay. You can't not like Lindsay, but there's another inductee here. Really good friend of mine in the contributor category, Mike Bialka, the retired sports oh, yeah. editor from the Brainerd Dispatch, all-around great guy, well-deserved. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. And that ceremony will be held in April. And it's it, the public's invited. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the spring. But congrats to all of these uh, incoming Hall of Fame members. And as you, listen, you know, Lindsay is one of the greats of all time at, at three different levels and uh, has been in, and she's in a bunch of hall of fames. I'm sure this is very meaningful to her, but it's really cool that you guys are including uh, Mike yeah. Bialka and people who just, just grind yeah. it for their entire lives and do such yeah, great Mike's work. A, Mike's a legend and a treasure. I'm proud to call him a very good friend. Yes, sir. We'll allow you that name. Thank you. Floyd of Rosedale and Mike Bialka. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favorites. Listen, they're close personal <laughs> friends. Right. Okay. All right, let's get to the sweet stadium yeah, in Cloquet. Yeah, last week I talked about my, at that point, impending drive up to Cloquet for a week eight football game. I did make the drive. I didn't hit any deer uh, going up or coming back. And the occasion was the first football game played on their brand new turf field in Cloquet. They had played all their previous home games in, in Proctor, which has a really nice turf setup. But this was this was momentous. Uh, they had their first soccer games up there, uh, section finals last week with Cloquet boys and girls teams winning to go to state and playing now at state this week. And you know these turf fields. This is this is not cheap stuff. This is expensive. But there was a the way they did it in Cloquet. I've never seen before. No taxpayer money. Just just zero. They didn't wow. have a referendum. Nobody had to vote up or down. Uh, the school put up a chunk of a chunk of change. I don't know this. I believe it was pandemic money that they needed to use or it would go away. I don't know any of that is true. That's my assumption. But a business up there, it's a it's a it's a credit union, members cooperative credit union. Talk about stepping up for the community. They committed uh, one and a quarter million dollars for the turf and another three hundred thousand for a great big cool digital scoreboard. So they've got their logo on the field in a couple of places as they should. And boy, like I said, you talk about commitment. That's that's excellent. And it's it's a show place. I, I was never there for football on the old grass field. They tell me it was not optimal, but this place is is dynamite. The big scoreboard, great new lighting, uh, and it's just something everybody in Cloquet can be proud of. Congrats to the Lumberjacks for that. Uh, the next night, I, I didn't drive quite as far as Cloquet. I think Cloquet, by my account, was 154 miles from my house. The next night, I drove about 150 miles less than that and went to Farmington for a week eight game between Farmington and Coon Rapids at, at Tiger Stadium. An outstanding game, goes to overtime, Farmington pulls it out. I think it was 34 to 33. 
but you know, one there's there's many reasons to uh, go to Farmington. One is this stadium. It's I I'm trying to think if there's a if there's one I like more at any high school in, in Minnesota. I can't think of one. It's it's phenomenal. You know, if you get out of your cars, you walk through the gates, you then you go down to your seats. Nobody's climbing up bleachers. A big plazas ab- above the bleachers on both sides. Wonderful views, spectacular setting. The school stands behind one end zone and. And inside, behind a glass wall, there's a giant tiger face. And boy, when it's when it's dark out and the lights are shining on that tiger and it's staring out at the field, it's really a neat little it's really a neat little little thing to see. And Farmington, they just do things right. You know, they have one of the greatest marching bands in the state. And after the Tigers won in overtime, I posted video of of the scene behind the home bench with the players. The band, the cheerleaders, the fans, all singing the school song together. It was it was a great scene. So there's just good stuff happening all the time. That's fantastic. All right, let's get to a state tournament update. Yeah, we're we're gonna wrap up the uh, first fall state tournament this week. Uh, we're talking Thursday morning. The girls' state tennis tournament is happening this week. Uh, uh, singles and doubles is happening Thursday and Friday. Earlier in the week, Tuesday and Wednesday, team competition was held. Congrats to the state championship teams, the Blake in Class A, Rochester Mayo in 2A. Mayo's quite a story. Uh, They've been to state 27 times or 26 times in 27 years. Never won the championship in the team competition till, till now. That's a cool story. Like I said, singles and doubles are being played today on Thursday, and then uh, tomorrow, Friday, championship matches will wrap up that tournament. And uh, boys and girls soccer state quarterfinal games are being played this week at, at various high school sites. And those games will wrap up the outdoor portion of the soccer season. We'll, we'll have state semifinals and championship games on all three classes next week at U.S. Bank Stadium. That'll be very, very interesting, very fun. And again, my my warning to cross-country fans, the state cross-country meet, it'll be a week from Saturday, November 4th, at the University of Minnesota Les Bolstead Golf Course. It's a new site. Everything's new. There's tickets. You, you've never needed tickets for this event before. Uh, shuttle buses will bring fans from the state fairgrounds parking lots to the gates, please give yourself plenty of time. And a reminder to everybody, all state tournament tickets are sold online only. So please be prepared. Yes. Uh, listen to John. It's always good advice. <laughs> listen to John Malay. Hey, tell us about uh, Jody Stays Operation. Yeah, the food truck season is kind of wrapping up here as the weather gets colder, but there's still chances uh, to get that good stuff on wheels uh, this this week, Friday, October 27th, one of the food trucks will be at Hackamore Brewing Company in Chanhassen. Saturday at Trunk or Treat at the Princeton Mall. And the other truck will be Saturday at uh, Kindred Space in Stillwater. And then Sunday at the Majestic Oaks Family Fall Festival in Ham Lake, as well as River of Life Church Trunk or Treat in Elk River. Go to pizzabarinprinceton.com for all the details. We're just thrilled, as always, to congratulate everybody at the Pizza Barn for 40 years of outstanding service to the community in Princeton and far beyond. The Pizza Barn's always busy with a menu that includes everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take-and-bake, delivery. They cater. They also have a fantastic lunch buffet Monday through Friday. And like you said, Jim, thanks so much to our friend Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn for 40 years and for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, and we've eaten there. We've also eaten meals out of the food yeah. truck. Brandon and myself, John, have all eaten out of the food truck. It's I just I, I'm 
kind of stunned by how good the food truck can be. And I, I, I know it work, has worked for other genres. I was shocked at how yeah. good the pizza out of the food it's truck was. It's Fantastic. Yes. I want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. That's for home and or business. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach or just go to All Energy Solar. Also want to let you know we need to lower our carbon footprint. We need reliable and affordable energy. A clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. It's energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of that grid. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane, which is compatible with traditional propane. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Uh, also a plug, uh, we started Don Mitchell's show, Don of Sports on the network. We've had Mike Tirico, Mark Rosen, Chad Greenway, Laura Oakman, um, Jim Cott. We've had great guests. We're going to continue to have great guests every week. It's fun talking with Don. Also, hey, we have the best sports lineup in town, bar none. John Millay, Jeff Diamond, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, John Krasinski, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, Don Mitchell. Uh, just check out talkorth.com. If you like a show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Now let's get on to football for a Yeah, this isn't a big thing, Jim. At this time of year, I always kind of shake my head a little bit at how we do playoff football in Minnesota. It's a great time of the year. You know, those of us who love football, there's nothing better. And in Minnesota, as we know, every football team qualifies for the playoffs, which <laughs> That that I don't I don't have any any data from across the country, but I can't imagine that's the case in too many places. No. I lived in two other states before I came to Minnesota, and I uh, was working at the Star Tribune on the sports desk. And that first fall, when you know we're doing uh, high school football playoffs, I was flabbergasted when I learned that every team goes to the playoffs. I'd never heard of it, and this you know, and it, but along with that, you've got MEA week, so teams will play their last game usually on a Wednesday. Then they'll play the following Tuesday and then Saturday. I mean, you, you can have three games in 11 days. And uh, I was down in St. Charles Tuesday night for, for a playoff opener between the Saints and Lewiston Altura. The game wasn't played. Storms came through. They moved it back a day. Um, and, and initially, the winner was supposed to play at Caledonia on Saturday. So to play Wednesday, Saturday, that's no good. Uh, Lewis and Altura won the game. They're going to play Caledonia on Monday, which is smart. But, you know, two or three days between games, that's, that's not optimal. And, and player safety has to be the most most important thing here. And I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care how we do it, as long as we do it. And tra- tradition's the big part of that, I assume. Um, but you got you got teams that didn't win a game all year, maybe won one game. They might be ready to pack it in. And if, if, if it was different and maybe – you know, you had to finish at least 500 or better. In some states, I know they have a system where at that point, teams that want to play an extra game, find another team that's not in the playoffs, play a ninth game, wrap up your season. And I don't know if, if there's any effort among football coaches to change this. That's where it would basically have to come from. And and the Football Coaches Association is, is phenomenal in this state. I don't know if they ever survey their membership and see what where the coaches stand. But hey, I, you know, they're football coaches. They want to coach football. I get that. If everybody wants mm-hmm. to go to the playoffs, uh, that's okay by me. I just wonder if sometimes we shouldn't rethink 
how we do things. Um, maybe there might be a better way. I'm not saying what I'm, what I, I'm not even proposing anything, but there might be a, a better, safer way. I don't know. Either. I, I, again, I have no data. I just have my gut on this and I, I don't know if this is the absolute best way to go, but, but I, I, I certainly have lived with it long enough. So there's my two cents on that. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Uh, uh, I love that idea. You know, maybe you have to be 500 to make the playoffs or you have to be at, you know, whatever, maybe it's not a record. Maybe it's you have to finish the top half of your, your conference or your division, however it's broken yep. down. And then, yeah, if, I mean, I'm all about participation at the high school level and two teams want to go play each other, you know, two, a one and seven team wants to play a two and six team to have some fun and have one more game in their careers. Sure. Go yep, do it. Yep. I don't know. I don't, I don't expect any, anything to come out of my little statement here, but I just like, I like to put things on the table once and see if, uh, see what happens. Yep. Yes. No, good, good thought. <laughs> Let's go to our, our guy. Yeah, this Noah. is really cool. About 10 months ago, I think it was, we had a guest on our podcast, Noah Berkey Weezer from mm-hmm. Crescent Hoka. He was then a senior. He's now a high school graduate. Noah made headlines. I wrote about it. We talked to him about it. He put up a social media post asking fans in his town to respect officials. Pretty simple comment. And and the message really spread far and wide. And uh, it continues to spread because he will be recognized in St. Louis at an event called the Musual Awards, named after Stan wow. Musual. It's basically to honor people who who are, you know, do great things in the name of sportsmanship and character. This is a big deal. I mean, Bill Bradley, former NBA star, former United States wow. senator, he's going to get kind of a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, they're going to have a ceremony in St. Louis uh, in November, and that will be televised by CBS on Christmas Eve, December 24th. So this is really cool that they that, that word about what Noah did got to the folks in St. Louis at the Musual Awards. If you just Google the Musual Awards, you can. it's a really good website. They've got a neat story they put together about Noah. I posted that on John's Journal. Really a well-deserved honor for one of our Minnesota kids. So congrats to Noah. And a great lesson to all the high school athletes out there. You come on John's show and big things are <laughs> yeah, going to happen. That's it. Come on the uh, spoken John, word artistry. John, <laughs> spoken word artistry, and he's friends that's with right. Floyd. That's right. I've got the photo to prove it. And my mom thinks I'm a traitor. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't sports oh, lovely? All right, let's get to the most valuable yeah, teammate. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here, Jim, uh, with our most valuable teammate this week. Avery Nath is a senior volleyball player at Annandale. She encourages others with her consistent, positive attitude. She's an amazing teammate to everyone in her high school program. She shows kindness, always has a positive team-first attitude. In a society that's becoming more me-focused, Avery continues to be 100% team focused. Congratulations to Avery Dath of Annandale on being named a most valuable teammate. And we honor one of these kids every week on this show, Jim. And, and uh, I, I'm getting such great feedback from people that this is just the coolest thing. You know, on a, on a national level this summer, I spoke at a national federation meeting and talked about this. And, and I, I get emails occasionally from from people around the state who just love this. They think this is, and and I think I think athletic directors and coaches kind of fight that me first attitude with, maybe not so much with mm-hmm. kids, but maybe with parents. I hear things like that once in a while. My kids' stats should be better, and to have this kind of award that that recognizes selfless 
kids, whether they're athletes or in fine arts programs. It's really neat. I'm really glad we do this. No, it's fantastic. And hey, I mean, you always do a great show. This is particularly a cool show and a fun show to do. Thank you for that, John. Uh, thanks, as always, to our producer, Brandon Morton, and our sponsors who make all this possible. Uh, we've had a blast putting uh, Talk North together and building it, and uh, we really appreciate everybody who listens and, and contributes. So uh, we'll talk to John and next week. And, uh, John, ha- safe travels as if always. If I see my mom, I'm going to have a word with her. <laughs> <laughs>